Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Runner Retreat, the podcast where we talk to the runners that inspire, influence, and educate you on all things running. I am Matt Wood from Run Through Events, and I'm with my co-host, Lewis Moses from New Levels Coaching. Right, Lewis, how are you getting on? I'm good. I'm good, Matthew. Your hair's growing again. <laughs> I know, it's doing well. How are you feeling after your marathon the other day? Uh, not too bad, actually. Surprisingly okay. I, I think I said to you, I know it's all relative as to where, where I am now, but it, my idea of doing the marathon was to go out, enjoy the distance, run the distance, learn what it feels like, uh, but not push myself too hard so I could jump straight back into training because I didn't want to spend having week, like weeks off, which a lot of people do after a marathon. I wanted to get straight back into it. So no, I ran, ran four or five times last week on the back of it. So yeah, all good. So for a bit of perspective, I think Lewis ran, was it 2.48 on, on your own in a marathon, just casually on a Sunday afternoon. So Lewis's background, he, he ran a 13-minute 5K, so his, his, his speed is the key for him. So doing a marathon wasn't really in the agenda. So on a Sunday, a random Sunday, he went off and did a marathon at 2.48 pace, which is casually, <laughs> casually around Loughborough. But we were chatting, Lewis, and we're trying to think about today's topic. And the thing I was thinking about was, on that marathon, what was the reason why you didn't want to do the marathon in the first place? What was the thing telling you, you the reason why you didn't want to have a go at it? Yeah, that's actually a really good question because a lot of people usually ask, what, why do you want to do a marathon? And um, I, I never had a real desire to do a marathon when I was an elite athlete. I, you know, the biggest test for me was you, you do what you're good at and you play to your own strengths. And my strengths were middle distance and in particular going towards 5K. So I was like, right, I'm going to stick to what I'm good at uh, and try and be the best I can be at that distance. And it wasn't until later on in my career, I thought, mm, would I go to a marathon or would I not? And I guess for me, it was a case of, well, I might not ever do a marathon at an elite level because it wasn't what I set out in the sport to do. I didn't think that was my speciality. I didn't think that was what I was going to be the best at. So I did everything because I wanted to see how good I could be. And the marathon, I never thought, well, that's a real challenge for me to see how good I could be, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it's, it's, it makes sense. And one of the things I was thinking about is a lot of people, and me myself, in different areas of life, have, have reasons for, for not wanting to do something. And the reasons of like self-curated the reasons are something that I've thought about so the example I used in, in the chat before we got on the the podcast today was that going to do a um going to do a run or going to do a uh, bit of exercise the thing in your mind that says are you injured have you got a niggle are you feeling tired shall I just leave it and do it tomorrow what what are these things that come across your mind and why do they come about yeah, because on the Sunday I did the marathon, I must admit, I didn't have any of that beforehand because I was like, I was really up for it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to enjoy it. Like, and I was thinking, oh, you know, starting to think about it in my head, visualizing what will it be like. But I did start to think what could potentially go wrong. Like, and you start to have those fears, like what happens if my calf goes or what happens if I need to go to the toilet? I never even thought about that before. Like, because usually, like, you know, 5K, you're not going to need the toilet, are you? So I was like, oh, what do I need to go to the toilet? What do I do? What happens if I stop my watch and pause it? What will people think of me? Will they think I'm a fraud if I, like, stop to go to the toilet on my run? And, like, it's amazing, isn't it, how you can convince yourself? And I think a lot of it comes down to your perception of what other people are going to think of you, not just in running, in everyday life. And I really do think sometimes it holds us back. 
especially with what you're doing, being a running coach and um, an expert in your field, it's sometimes hard to kind of get over that. But I was thinking to, to my personal life, and there's lots of situations that I can think of lots of examples, why I've probably not done something to the fullest of my capabilities because of that reason, what people might think of me. And yeah. the thing I've done the last two weeks was I've started posting on, I know it's a small thing, but my Instagram page, I started posting on it more about my running. And I've done six months in a row of 50 miles a week. And after six months, I started posting about it because then I didn't feel like a fraud. I didn't feel like I was posting about running when I wasn't running. So the reason what I've convinced myself that, that I had to become some sort of, I had to become sort of some sort of legitimate runner again to be able to talk about it again. And I don't think that's right. And I, I reflecting on it, I think you can convince yourself earlier down the track. Like I didn't need to wait for that moment to call myself a runner again and start talking about running in that regard about my performance and my feelings. So can you think of any examples of clients you spoke to or yourself where you found that stopping people from doing what they're meant to do? All the time, like all the time. It's, I, I always refer back to if you can inspire one person, then what you're doing is going to make a real difference. So like for you posting, waiting for six months to post there, like it, you sometimes do think to yourself, you stop yourself doing it because you think, oh, I'm a fraud. People are going to wonder what I'm doing if I'm not running like legitimately. Like what is running legitimately? But your perception of running legitimately compares to your childhood when you used to run 50, 60, 70 mile a week. So for you, you think running legitimately is 50 mile a week and I need to do it regularly. But for somebody who's never ran before, who's maybe taken up to couch to 5K, running legitimately is going out and starting that couch to 5K journey. So them sharing that journey on social media, I absolutely should. Like people quite often get annoyed with like um, what people call influencers these days. And I never see why they should get annoyed. Like if they influence one person, if they change somebody else's life for the better, what is wrong with that? Like it doesn't yeah. matter what their background is, but so many people have a fear. And back to your question, I've gone off a bit of tangent there. I, I have worked with athletes who have fears of, Turning up to races, a big fear. Like, what will people think of me? I'm not going to go, go on race. People think uh, before they're going to go out and do like a, even a virtual time trial, a challenge, they'll try and think of like a downhill course because they want to like run faster. Um, but some people, like you say, struggle to even get out the door on some days. They'll find excuses. And it's that chimp, isn't it? A, a really yeah. good book. Uh, Steve Peters refers to the, the chimp paradox, that chimp that lives on your shoulder. And it's in your mind all the time, constantly nagging at you. <laughs> yeah, I, like, and the hard part is to, to find solutions to try and change that for yourself. And that book is a good book to read. And it does talk about having that. It's like a little voice in your shoulder. It's something like the, the old cartoons. You've got the, the devil and the, the angel. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, don't go outside. Go outside. It's, it's that sort of like both sides of your brain talking to each other and trying to convince yourself. And depending on your environment, if you're in a, in a household where you have young kids, for example, and young kids start acting up, for example, and then you want to go for your run. That's a great excuse to not go for your run because this is a situation I've got to take control of. Or in work, for example, uh, you get an email off a, off a client or you get an email off a customer that's unhappy and that changes. And I can't go for a run. I can't exercise. I can't think about myself because this other thing is important. So like often people, and I'm guilty of it as well, I'll often divert my attention to other people to avoid thinking about myself. So one of the things, techniques I've, I've used is I've just kind of got over that. I've just said, I, like you said, if I can help one person 
find some insight into, into my life or to my room. And that helps them go for one themselves. And I really have noticed it. I've posted for the last two weeks every day. And I've had friends that I haven't spoken to and I use messaging me saying, oh, the stretching, uh, what app did you use? Other mates going for a run and then talking to me about it. Like we've got, we've got other friends that we have together, like the Sheldons that are going out for runs together and getting out the door and sharing that rather than just keeping it to themselves. Like by doing these little things, by sharing something about your life, you're actually helping someone else. I'm not saying that's for everyone or that's the only way to do it. But for me, that was a good technique to start making me think it's not just about me here. I'm actually helping other people at the same time, which then reinforces the fact that what I'm doing yeah. is okay. I'm thinking about me is okay. Yeah. And, and it's that, that positive vibe, positive energy that it brings off. Like you refer to like the Sheldon's Adam, who's started a bit of running, started a charity challenge this year. 2021 kilometers he wants to run in 2021 for charity and move charity my wife's charity is uh, one of the charities who he is supporting now i noticed the other day he sent me a, a screenshot of somebody who's going to support him on his challenge and they're going to donate 21 pound i think it was 20 20 pound and 21 pence for every month that he runs and like he sent us a picture of that and it automatically picked us up like, so he shared a picture with us and it picks us up and he's, he wouldn't have shared that running journey before if he'd not taken on this challenge, but that energy picks each other up. And sometimes we're so scared to put it out on the table. We're so scared to talk about what we're doing. And quite often, a lot of people only share negative experiences as well. They're scared to like show off, you know, like share their positive experiences, but you can get a lot of inspiration, not just from people who've been through tough times, you can get a lot of inspiration from people who are going through good times as well. And that lifts people up. I think even watching the stuff that you watch on TV, not you personally, but like what I watch on TV or the videos I watch on YouTube, there often are people who inspire me. And like yeah. in some small way, I in, or you or anyone who's listening to this can inspire someone else. So like, if you could tell that story to someone else, even if it's your partner, even if it's your friend across the road or, they see you coming back from a run and think, oh, he's going for a run. I might have another one. And you don't know who you're helping with the things that you're doing. And the more you can talk about it to people, not only improves your mental health, because you're having a conversation about something that's important to you, but you're also inspiring other people. And one of the things I was thinking about today was to maybe think of some solutions for people to try and work out techniques, to try and get yourself out the door, to try and find your thing that convinces you to go outside. For me, the thing that convinces me to go outside is me. Without, without me pushing myself, but the reinforcing part of me. So for part of my business, I need to show on Instagram, on social media that I am, I, like I do love the sport, but I also need to show that as well. And I find that really hard to, to show that. So what I've just said to you about the post on Instagram was one of the things that I've done recently. So what are some of the techniques that people can use to kind of keep themselves accountable so that they go out and do the thing that they want to do without that monkey on the shoulder telling them they shouldn't do it? Yeah, well, I think the, the monkey will always be there. And I think recognizing that is important, but learning how to control it is also vitally important. Like you have, like you're giving yourself different motivations, different rewards, almost different cues and, and reframing it. Like I read, uh, in fact, you gave me the book Atomic Habits, like in Atomic Habits is really good. It talks about reframing situations and trying to look at the positive. So even just changing a word. So rather than saying, I have to run today, 
Like for you, you're thinking, I have to run because I, I have to get my 50 miles in the bag. Just reframe that to, I want to run because I want to be fit and healthy. Like it makes a big difference just changing the have to to a want to. Like it really makes a difference. And then I say about people, like how do you keep focused right now when you don't have a goal in your mind? Like we've talked loads about goal setting. Um, people are going to get the London Marathon results today, the ballot results. So obviously the day we're talking. And people are going to have a goal for October. How do they stay motivated? How do they, when they have that self-doubt, that chimp on the shoulder, when it's snowing outside like today, how do they find a way to get out the door? Well, I look at it and say, well, what's going to make you good on marathon day? What does it take to run a good marathon? Okay, it takes a strong mindset. It takes a strong body. It's going to require you to be aerobically fit. So when you think about what it requires to be a really good marathon runner, you need to work on those processes every single day. So if you can't go out for a run, for example, because it's snowing and it's dangerous, and you convince yourself, I can't go out for a run, that's fine. But what can you do to be better on marathon day? You could work on your mindset. You could do some mindset work. You could do some stretching. You could do some mobility. You could do some strength work. Focus on what you can do. And just give yourself those little cues of, well, what do I want to be? How do I want to get stronger? How do I want to get fitter? What's it going to look like when eventually that goal comes around? So like when, like I mentioned before, when someone like about to leave the house and that thing comes up that stops them from doing it, yeah. how, how does that person reframe uh, and how does that person reframe their mind to say, no, no, I need to do this run. I need to do this uh, hit class. I need to do my 10 press-ups. Like, how do they convince themselves? What I'm thinking you're suggesting is that think of the, the bigger picture. Think of the, 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 the goal of the marathon and, yeah. uh, in the future. And we've talked about it in the past, but like in this the great book called, um, I think it's called Finding Your Why, like Simon Sinek or something like that. And uh, it's about finding the reason why you're doing yes. something. Yeah. What, what, is the, what is the overall arching principle of you, you your life? How do you define yourself? We have touched on this in previous uh, podcasts, but it does come back to that. If you have your why big enough, if you have your reason for what you do big enough, then going out the door and finding the time and getting rid of the chimp becomes irrelevant because it, yeah. it, it'll, it'll pop up for a brief second and you'll go, no, no, this other thing's more important. I need to do this thing. Yeah. Over, overpowering, again, it comes back to that reframing of, you know, rather than seeing some things as a, a negative or seeing some things as essential, right now like you say reframe it what is actually really important to you what is really essential to you being living a healthy life is essential looking at it that way also i think really important i think in a world where we're full of distractions around us it's eliminating those distractions before you go out to do something so again let's say you're going you plan to go out for a run in the morning um i would firstly make it easy to get out so i would have my kit ready in the morning so it's easy to get up and get into your kit if you've got a bit of a morning routine if you're going to stretch if you're going to roll if you're going to have a drink make sure that when you do that you're not you've maybe not got your phone with you because if your phone's there that's another distraction point and all of a sudden you may pick up an email and you think oh shit i need to do, i need to reply to that now but if you didn't see that email, you didn't need to reply to it. So go out and do the thing that you focus on. But so many of us surround ourselves with distractions. Even, I'm going to put it out there, I, I'm not saying don't talk to your fiance or talk to your wife, but even that could distract you. you know? So it might be that if, you, if you're a family member sat listening to this 
and I've got, I coach people like this, and this is why I know this to be true. They know that once their family is up, they cannot go out training. Once their children are up, once the, once the husband's up, they can't get out the door. So what they do is they get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, and they go out before those distractions are there. Yeah, and no, that's, that, 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 that's a massive thing. I, I, I do, and, and, and Lucy, if you're listening to this, we'll, we'll laugh because <laughs> it's, some, it's something we talked about recently. And it's like, I tried to convey it in a way that said that you're not the one who distracts me, we distract each other. And I, yeah. I, I am I'm getting better. And over the years, I've found things, tricks to convince myself to do certain things. So for example, uh, vitamin tablets, like I'm, I'm, I'll have it for two or three days in a row. And I won't have it for two weeks. So what I've done is I've put it in a place where I know I'm going to go to every single day. So the bread yeah. bin, for example, in the morning where I get my, my bread out, where I have my... Because you love bread. bread. You love I bread. I love bread. <laughs> I do love bread. But, but my, my, my vitamin tablets were in the same place as Lucy's vitamin tablet, right? And Lucy never took hers, but I took mine every day. So she's moved hers to the kettle. So she has tea every day, without a doubt. And she can't miss where those vitamins are. So almost hacking your life to put things in positions to avoid yeah. it. So... And I'm, I, I've got in my house, I've got, I've got weights, I've got everything I possibly can because I know I don't go to the gym. I just do not go to the gym. I don't like it. I don't like the journey going there. I, I don't enjoy gyms. But what I don't mind doing is walking out the door into my garage and doing a few press-ups, doing a few um, free weights. That's easy for me. That part is not hard. So if I'm cutting out all the little things that can get in the way, the, the, the monkey with the, the things that it's saying, saying, it's cold outside. Oh, you've got not much petrol. You've got to fill your car up. You've got a, oh, you've got to pay for parking at the gym. And all these little things that stop you going to the gym, I'm taking it all out by saying I'm bringing the gym to my house. Yeah. So it might not be everyone's idea of having a lot of weights in, in, your, in your house. And I'm sure they can have people different situations. But the only thing you can think of that you've done to hack your life a little bit. Again, coming, I know we talk a lot about habits, but it is, it's about putting things in front of you. It's the same with not having things in the cupboard, isn't it? It's the same yeah, as yeah. taking things out. Like you will go and find chocolate biscuits if you've got chocolate biscuits in the house. Like, if they're not there, you can't get them and you'll think of other ways around it. But I guess the other thing is it does, you are right. It comes down to deeper meaning of, of I'm bad for sweet treats. Like I love sweet treats. That's why I've always ran. I love treating myself. But since I don't run as much as I used to, I have had to think about it more, but I've also developed a healthier diet. And the reason I've developed a healthier diet is because deep down, if I really delve deep, deep down, I know that my granddad had diabetes and he lost his leg and he went blind because he had diabetes. And somewhere inside of me, that's ingrained in my mind. Now, obviously there's also something inside of me that said, your family probably likes sugar <laughs> and you like to eat sugar. But I also can picture my granddad who passed away, you know, relatively early in life, but he had one leg and went blind because he had diabetes. So in my mind, I sometimes when I go to pick up something, I'm like, do I really need that? Like, I want to be a fit, healthy dad and granddad when I'm older because I want to enjoy life and I want to, and I want a fulfilling life, which is why I keep running now, even though I've retired, retired from elite athletics. It's why I continue to run because it's why I stretch every day because I don't want to be hunched back when I'm older. So I think you, you're absolutely spot on. My, my biggest cue is often going back to why am I doing it? Okay, I'm going out this morning because I, I really like to keep fit. And in years to come, I'll be appreciative of that. So there's two things going there. You've got the finding the reason why that's bigger. And you've got the avoiding, uh, taking away the little distractions that get you to the yeah. point of doing the thing. So <laughs> you, you've got, you, 
if, if you can't find the why or the reason, the bigger goal, if the London Marathon isn't there, or if uh, you don't have that big ambition of being a healthy person in 20 years time, you're just, you're just not bothered right now, then to do the things, to get out the door, take those distractions away. Like, yeah. don't, like if you've got the chocolate, like if it's or in your bread bin or if it's right next to something where you go every day, you're going to eat it. If it's hidden away, you won't eat it. So make the things that are bad for you hidden and make the things that are good for you in a more obvious place, even though it might not look that pleasing in your kitchen. And if, and if you don't think, if you don't feel like doing something, this is one real good, and I think I've said this before on a previous podcast we've done, is um, if you're not feeling it, just try it for even like a minute or two. So for example, if you're not feeling like a, if you've got on your schedule a 5K run and you usually do 5K, just tell yourself, right, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go out for five to 10 minutes. I'm just going to go out, get some fresh air. Because the likelihood is, once you see the back of that door, you'll complete your 5K. But if you don't start it, you'll, you'll never get out there. So just take the first step. Take the first step. If, you're gonna, if you've got 10 minutes of stretching to do, you know what? Just tell yourself, I'm just going to do a minute or two because that's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's better than nothing. And sometimes you find yourself, you get into a routine, you're like, I've done a minute or two. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do a minute more. I'll do a bit more. I'll do a bit more. And before you know it, you've done it anyway. But the more simple you make it, the more the less distractions you have, the easier it's going to be to happen. So like, if you, yeah. get out, if you say to yourself, I'm doing a five-minute run today and you get out for five minutes, you're going to run more than that. Because the hardest yeah. thing, if the whole thing was walking out the door with all your clothes on. So if, if that's all, if you convince yourself, even if you said to yourself, I'm going to put all my clothes on and walk outside with my trainers on, and that's the thing you chose to do, then off the back of that, you're going to end up doing some exercise. You're going to be, end up going for a run. You're going to end up doing something. Like I've been recently over the last couple of weeks looking at the um, couch to 5k hashtag on Instagram and looking at all the different posts and the difference between something I've noticed, the difference between those posts, people posting the couch to 5k and the difference between like, uh, like UK run chat or run through UK or people on those things is people on the couch to 5k, they post pictures of the food, posting pictures of the, the things that they're currently doing and the ways that they're trying to change their lives. So like, some people are posting pictures of the pizzas, for example, and that's the bad habit. Of the <laughs> but, then, but then the next day, the same person will post a picture of like a, a leafy salad. And you can see they, they're trying to change their little intentions and change their habits over a period of time. And if you have people around you that can support that, so telling people about this situation, bringing people involved in it, and if that's hashtagging something on Instagram or it's telling your nan, bring people in because they're going to reinforce these positive things. Yeah, definitely. They definitely will. I always go back to that saying, Will Smith said it. I don't know if he said it first, but I really like it. It's like, surround yourself with people who will fan your flames, not with people who will piss on them. Because those are the people who pick you up in life and you'll thrive off it. And and that might be social media for people right now because they might live alone, for example. So it's good to surround yourself, even if it's virtually with, with different people. One, one last thing about the distractions. I just thought about something there, Matt, when you were talking about something you said. Um, I'm going to refer to the marathon here. Like, if you were to think, you know when you, sometimes you said about, uh, if you focus on the whole thing, it's sometimes distracting. If you focus on it being quite simple, then it's not as overwhelming. Like, if you go into a marathon and you focus on the purely on the 26.2 miles nonstop and you've got your watch beeping at you every single mile, one mile down, two miles down, like every time that's a trigger, 
overwhelming. Oh no, I've got 24 miles. Oh no, I've got 23 miles to go. I've got 22 miles to go. Like it's a distract you don't need. Whereas actually if you break the marathon down and you simplify it, like one of the thought process that went through my head was it's just a long run. I'm just going out for a long run. That's all it is. You know what? I'm not going to count the miles. I'm just going to go out, enjoy where I'm going, different checkpoints, going to break it down, simplify it. Right. My gel's at this point. Let's get to eight miles, take a gel, get to 10 miles, pick up my water from Gemma. I know she's going to be at 10 miles. I'll put my water up there. Like different things, breaking it down. But I didn't see it as 26.2 miles. And I think that's another thing. If you, it can become overwhelming. So get rid of the distractions that are going to overwhelm you for a lot of people in the marathon. That's the splits and the watch because they get overwhelmed. Oh no, I'm behind time. I'm behind time. No, no, I'm slowing down. Like overwhelming and actually go to things that make you feel good. Go to things that make you happy. Know where your parents or family are going to be stood or your friends are going to be stood on the marathon course and use that as motivation. Like, right. I'm going to get to that point. I'm going to get to six miles. I know my cheer squad are there. Then I'm going to get to, you know, I'm going to get to this landmark. Then I'm going to go to there. Then I've got a gel. Break it down. Break the process down. Enjoy it more. You're more likely to succeed. Yeah, small achievable chunks and getting rid of the distraction. Exactly. Get rid of the distractions yeah. that are going to overwhelm you. Right. That's been insightful today, Lewis. Thanks for that. Uh, are you doing another marathon this weekend, or are you? Gonna <laughs> well, now I've got to train for an ultra, <laughs> which is uh, a challenge later on in the year. I'll go into that in more detail after the retreats. <laughs> <laughs> I might join you actually. I, I, I won't mind it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We need to. We need to get another running challenge in you and I. We need to do something together. I think <laughs> maybe maybe that's what people should comment in with this week. Is ah, okay. What What could we potentially do together, us two? No, that's I like that. Okay, yeah. And, and nothing too weird. Okay. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> Keep it clean. All especially, right, you, especially Nana. Especially you, Nana. Yeah, Nana and Mum. I am Mum and, and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I will speak soon. Hi, guys. Hope you enjoyed the Runner Retreats podcast with myself, Lewis Moses from New Levels Coaching and Matt Wood from Run Through UK. We've got plenty more episodes to come where we'll be joined by special guests who are going to provide an insight and plenty of inspiration from the running world. So stay tuned for them. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so. Look out for New Levels Coaching and Run Through UK and also our very own Runner Retreats UK. Okay, we hope to see you again soon and we hope you enjoyed the show.